This is a Spada Podcast, Episode 10. A Spada Podcast, where we extend our practice beyond the training halls through discussions that sharpens the mind. In this episode, I'll be talking about how to translate what we do and how to see it with more clarity. Hello, everybody. My name is Irvin Quintin. Welcome to the podcast. And since we're all students of the arts here, let's bow in. So I have this idea. And the idea is, actually, it comes from this quote. I've been thinking about this quote quite some time now. The quote goes, when the opportunity arrives, the time to prepare has long gone. So probably in the last couple of weeks now, it, today is um, April 23rd, 2018. And I think about two or three weeks ago, I'll say three weeks ago, I decided I was going to sign up to get a voice, voice coach, like voice talent type thing. It has nothing to do with like the podcast that I'm recording, but it's more like to help myself speak better. You know, I teach martial arts, so to present on the floor is, um, I guess it would be kind of like acting, right? And uh, to project myself better, you know, I, I figured I'd kind of do that. And a little fantasy or a little, a little side thought in my mind is it wouldn't be kind of cool if I got good at it and I was able to get into some of the voice over industry. So I thought, okay, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. And I get on the phone with the, um, with the, the coach, my coach, I have a voice coach now. I think that's kind of cool. And, you know, they, they asked me first, you know, what are your goals? And I, I told them my goal and I was, I was kind of thinking at the same time when other people had called in and they kind of tell everybody, you know, they tell them what their goals are. Oh, I want to get good at this. Maybe I want to get into commercials, narration, voiceover, maybe in a movie or something like that. And I caught myself wanting to say, it'd be really cool if I got into, if I got like a voiceover part in an animation or, or a movie. And, you know, I held myself back from saying that, but I remember saying this in class, my own classes, where you have to actually say what your goals are or else, you know, they won't become a reality. No matter how, how far-fetched you might think it might be because of the influence that your peers or your friends, the internet world will probably say to you because you're at the very beginning. So I was like, no, you know what? I'm going to take my own advice. I'm going to say, I'm going to actually say it on the, uh, on the phone call. I said, I, I think it would be great if I got into some voice, voice acting and I don't know how many, how long it will take, but I'm a good student. I feel like I can just prepare, prepare myself the whole way. It's not in the immediate future. I know it's in the more lengthier future, but when the opportunity presents itself, I want to be able to say that I'm ready to, to audition for the part. So how does that bridge into the thought that I, that I started with this morning with, the, with that quote? 
Uh, before I really get into it, like how it gets to the transition or how it translates from the martial arts part. Actually, this weekend, this weekend I had Grandmaster Chai uh, to do a Muay Thai seminar at my school. Two days, and he put his, he, he always asks this question, who wants to fight? Right? And I, I stand there and I observe this question asked many times over, and I witness different reactions to it. And then a hand comes up from one of my students. And I was like, I didn't know you wanted to fight. And there's other, there's fight presentation, oh, excuse me. There are fight opportunities that comes, that comes up all the time. So when, when he asked that question, I, th I was thinking to myself, I'm going to go ahead and ask her. I didn't know that. So when he breaks off, and he lets everybody start working on the thing. I walked up to her and I said, hey, I didn't know you wanted to fight. And she said to me, yeah, I really want to. Um, I just don't feel like I'm ready for that. I, want, I still want to get good. I want to practice towards it. And then I told her the, the quote that I just introduced this whole episode with. And I said, you know, when the opportunity arrives, the time to prepare is long gone. And it, it made me think of all the different fight opportunities that come uh, that comes along. June is coming up. The Muay Thai Expo uh, in Des Moines, Iowa uh, is coming up. And that's in about two months. And we have a group of fighters that are preparing to go there for their first time. And I think I got a student's maybe his, his second time going to go. And I remember talking with uh, Ajahn Chai and he said to me, you know, those people who go out there and they, they, they compete right after the event is over. They start getting ready then. Like they knew they were going to train for the fight opportunity next year because it's the same time every year. And I was thinking to myself, like, man, you didn't, you know, that, that the event comes up every year, the same time. And the day after the event is over, you know that's when you should start preparing. So what if, what if you didn't go last year? Well, you still, you still had the news. You've been in Muay Thai for I don't know how long now. And it's not just Muay Thai. It's like in every, any other event that presents itself. You'll find out later on the way when, when you're like traveling through skill building, right? So like for myself... I was mentioning voiceover stuff and, you know, I, I just wanted to do it for my current job, being a better speaker for everyone, being a better presenter, better public speaker. And even here, even for this podcast, I wanted to make it even better. And some opportunity that I don't even know about is going to present itself one day. And I'm getting prepared for it now, even though I don't even know what it is. Let me bring it back to martial arts. When you think about doing martial arts, you don't, I don't think there's any student out there that walks to the door and says, I'm going to be a black belt. I think they come in with initial goals. I think, you know, you come in, I want to be, I want to be better disciplined. I want to be fit. I want to be able to protect myself. So let me take it back to the initial goals of the martial arts. 
when you walk in through the door, it is ultra rare that someone's going to walk through the door and say, hey, I'm going to be a black belt. Even today with the the popularity of mixed martial arts in UFC, one championship, you know, Bellator, there's a, a whole bunch of stuff that's out there that presents itself. And, you know, people look up and they go, hey, I'm gonna, I want to do that. I can tell you right now in the martial arts industry, it is a, a very small percentage that someone walks through the door and actually says that to me. Even if they have it in the back of their mind, they don't actually say it. What they really are expressing is they want to become more confident, I think, if I'm able to translate that better. Maybe they know the middle goal is to start preparing for the UFC, you know, to become the next glory fighter, whatever that is. And I think, I think that's a really good aspiration. They need to say it every day. But in the beginning, they have to start preparing. Three months, four months, five months go by, and e eventually they're going to be presented with, what about the goal of black belt? Now, do you want to start preparing to get your black belt after? You want to start preparing for it at the very end of your martial arts study? Like, do you know when you're going to start preparing for it right now? The people who stand on the mat, especially the white belts, I always say to them that you are already a black belt. You're going to get your black belt. You have to start preparing for it now because you're a white belt. You, don't, you might not have the goal to become a black belt, but that is an end goal. You have to have the end goal, and that might take a few years, maybe a little bit longer because everyone grows differently. But you have to have that in the back of your mind. Don't think about it too much, but know that that goal is in progress. It's every day that you wake up, you get ready for work, you get ready for school, and you do these little things that add up along the way. Like, let's say, I'll take you back to becoming four years old, five years old, and you have to learn how to tie your shoes. Right, The very first time you tied your shoes, it looked terrible. You didn't want to do it because you felt like you didn't know how to do it. You felt embarrassed because mom and dad is, get, is trying to teach you and you feel very, oh, you know, I don't know how. I mean, there are some little kids that say, okay, cool, I'll, I'm open, show me how to do that. It's amazing because they've never seen it before and they want to have that skill. I think uh, the internet and, and people talking in the background that discourages these, these kids if they hear it, that's when they start exhibiting it when you... When you say, here, come here, let me, let me show you how to tie your shoes. So eventually you start to know how to tie your shoes. You get your first couple reps in 10 times. You've only tried to tie your shoes 10 times and you still don't feel very confident about it. But over the years, now let's fast forward to when you are 20. Tie your shoes now. Yeah, that's going to take maybe even half a second Half a second, you go, boom, and it's done. And Because you came up with the, the, the more efficient ways to do it. That should be taken in the same light. That right there, that activity should be done from the white belt's perspective all the way up through black belt. You do the little things. I call it the eyedropper. 
So you take the eyedropper and you fill it up with some water or whatever liquid it is, skill. The liquid represents the skill that you want. And you take it over to the cup. And every day, you take one drop and put it in the cup. Do that every day for the next 10 years. How far, how many drops will it take to fill the cup? Do you have that patience to do that every day? It's the most simplest thing. Wake up in the morning, one drop. Maybe in the middle of the day, one drop. At the end of the night before you go to sleep, one drop. Now that you've done three eye drops in one day, however long that took, how long now will it take to get filled up? You just tripled your 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 effort. Instead of just one time a day, you split it up on a scheduled time frame, morning, afternoon, evening. Something that doesn't take any time away from you, really. Just one drop. When you train the martial arts, it's one hour. It's a one-hour class. You could, my prescription is to do class two times a week. Maybe when you start getting into the routine of things, you start not really thinking of your goals anymore and you're getting into the routines. And that's okay because that's where you want to be sometimes. You just want to grind. Don't worry about where you're going, but you're just working your craft, getting stronger, getting more confident, gaining skill. You'll have your ups and downs, but that's, that's normal. Three, four, five years of doing that in a traditional martial arts, you should be ready for a black belt. And the symptom, a really good symptom, is when you, you thought that you just started yesterday and you were wearing a white belt, and then you look down at your waist and you see the belt right before black, and you go like, how did I get here? Well, it's the eyedropper effect. You, you showed up two times a week, like, like prescribed, or maybe you did your, your three eyedrops like prescribed that I was talking about earlier, and you made it there. Now the opportunity has presented itself. It's time for the black belt test. You don't have to really get ready because you've been getting ready that whole time. Four years it took you to get ready for your black belt. From the day that you walked in to the day that is scheduled for you to get your black belt. For you fighters out there, the day that you walked in was the day that you started getting ready for your fight. You're not supposed to get ready for your fight when fight camp comes along. You're supposed to start getting ready for the fight right when you walk in the door. Before you go to sleep, the first thing that you do when you wake up in the morning, don't eat that super ultra sweet, tasty pastry that you know you're not supposed to be eating. Gain like 5 to 15 pounds and then find yourself going, coming right back to it. It's like, okay, it's fight camp time. Let me go ahead and do that. You, you have to fight against a habit that you've developed. Why would you do that to yourself? If you knew that you were going to do something, line yourself up towards your goal, and then you can get it. You can get there much easier. You've already ironed out majority of the things that you need to over the time that you wanted to give to yourself in the first place. 
Why are you going to make it shorter in three months instead of over the course of four or five years? I mean, think about it. Like, I, I know some of some of these aspiring fighters that want to fight. And they only want to take three or four months of training and say, okay, I want to fight now. Okay. You could probably get away with your athleticism because you have three or four months of training. But after the initial part, where is the substantial skill that you're supposed to have in order to do the feat that you want to do? And then you make it unfair for yourself. You put yourself in a position where you only have three to four months, a 12 week, eight to 12 week time span in fight camp, and you're only going to use fight camp to get ready for your fight. I think you should have been getting ready for your fight since day one, since you said you wanted to do that. You have to fight against all the bad habits. And then, and then after fight camp is over, you do the fight, win or lose, whatever it is. And then right after fight camp, and you, you keep saying, I'm going to keep going, you, what, what do these fighters do like right after? They drop everything that they worked so hard over the last eight to 12 weeks because, you know, it's stressful. I get it. But imagine instead of uh, eight to 12 weeks of doing that, if you had three years of consistent habit, the eyedropper effect, how much easier is it after the event is over, you come right back to training? You know, of course, you'll need some healing time. I get that. I mean, there's some fighters out there that will come back to training the day after, even though they're injured, but they know their body. They know how to approach training well enough to not injure themselves further. They're like, okay, cool. They keep going. I have one student like that. I think three fights in a row, right after his fight, he was there the next day. The next day. And if you're listening, I am super impressed with you in, in you doing that. I have not met very many people that does that. So kudos to you, my friend. So let's get back a little bit. Let's tie it, let's tie it all together. I want to fight. The opportunity, you know that it's coming. You know it's coming. You might not even know the date, but you know it's coming. Getting your black belt. My, my new adventure in voice development. Some opportunities coming, and I don't know what it is. And I can look into the future well enough to say that even though it's kind of unclear, there is something behind that fog. And however long it's going to take me as I approach the fog, it will clear up and I will see it. And I will know what I was getting ready for in the first place. I might not know it now, like I said. Ring, ring, there's a telephone. <laughs> you know, I'm like thinking about this right now with all, this is a great learning experience for me. We've got some distractions that are, that are going on right now. And I'm thinking about this, this room in particular, because there's some, it's good acoustics in here. It's a great workspace. And then obstacles come in the way. And what, what am I going to do that minimizes the obstacles? 
no, think about it, right? I'm trying to do a podcast thing right here, and then the phone rings. We got hustle and bustle that's going on in the background because we're here at my home. This is my home sound booth. There isn't any real room that I created for doing this. I'm just doing it right in the middle of the room, and then there's always going to be obstacles. We got three dogs. We got three kids. We got me and you. We're trying to, we're trying to work. There's people that might come up to the door that I can't control. They're going to ring the doorbell, and that's an obstacle. Is that going to really stop me from trying to complete my podcast because I want it to be a perfect environment? I mean, it shouldn't, right? But I didn't know about these things. And what I want to try to do now is minimize the distractions. What do you do to minimize your distractions? And it's distractions that you have no control over. So, you know, okay, there's, there's ambient sound, right? We're approaching summer. You know, it's starting to get warmer now in the spring season. We're transitioning over. What are some natural distractions? Okay, springtime pollen. I'm going to start having sniffles on the, on, behind the microphone. My neighbor is going to want to mow his lawn. And they're gonna, you're going to hear that in the background. And I'm going to go, oh, I can't, do, I can't do my work now because there's sound in the background. That's an excuse, right? We wanna, we're going to get distracted by the work that we want to do because something out of our control is, is there. Oh, I'm not going to do my work now. So sorry. I watched this TED Talk by, oh man, what's this guy's name? He did, he did Jedi Kittens. His name is Zach King. Zach King. He's the guy uh, that, that all he has is a computer and his camera. And he would talk about the tools that are available, right? And you don't need some multi-million dollar budget to create something that inspires people because he wanted to be um, a filmmaker, and he described all these things that you needed to do, and I'm not going to get into it. Just just look him up. Maybe I'll put it. Maybe I'll put this part in the show notes. But he he would discuss like, why, it would be kind of unfair. You got so many things that are available, and it's not the perfectness of the production that people are attracted to. It's the storytelling that you have. It's the genuine artistry behind you. The devices that you buy like this microphone I'm speaking into, the phone that's right there. I mean, like, in a sense, if I were to translate what he said, he had his computer and his camera. I got a phone and a microphone. And it's, it, these are just things. It's what's inside, of the, what's inside of your skull. That's the real, that's the real gold. And people make excuses because, you know, some friend doesn't support you. My, my, my family doesn't like my idea. My best friend was just joking me about it. And those are excuses to not actually chase, a, chase after a skill that you could build over time. Of course, you're not confident in the beginning. It's the beginning. I've been doing martial arts for over 20 years now, and I still feel like that I'm learning things. The skill building, did, I mean, did I know that I was going to be here when I first started? 
Absolutely not. But there are opportunities that are presenting itself to me because I've made it past the 20 year mark. So that's a different tangent now. Let's, let's kind of explore it for a second. Tan- the timeline from day zero, the day you decided to try to do something, day zero, three months, six months, uh, one year, three years, five years, 10 years, 20 years, 25 years, and then whatever. I'm just making arbitrary numbers, different markers in time. On day zero, the first opportunity that was presented to you is here, start training. And you make the decision and you open yourself up, you start doing stuff. Three months later, opportunity to test for your first rank appears. So for three months, you were getting ready for your first test. Cool. Six months later, or at the six-month mark, you are presented with the goal of reaching, let's say, your first year of training. You want to make it to your anniversary. I've been at this for one year. You want to have that mile marker in your journey. I made it one year. Three years go by. More opportunities go by because the more that you learn, the more that you build your skill, you can see the opportunities come up. You might have you might have got a, a glimpse of it at day zero, three months, or one year, but you didn't feel ready for that, but you kept on going. Next thing you know, it's three years later, and then the same opportunities are there, and you actually get to make this, the decision again. Do I want to do that? Essentially, at the three-year mark, is your, it's like starting over again. That's day zero, but you get to start... Uh, You get to start with day zero with skill. And the same opportunities that has always been there, but this time you have skill. You look at yourself and you say, I got three years of experience and I can actually try now. You try, you you keep going through skill building. Now you're at the five-year mark. It starts over again. It's like becoming day zero again. Zero day. That's like one of my first, my favorite, um, um, my favorite things to say. Uh, working in the IT industry, you hear zero day all the time. But apply that to skill building. You're at zero day, you, but you get to start all over again with an immense amount of knowledge and experience. Business, business ventures relationships, it's zero day all the time for you. You take your experience, you move it on to the next one and the next one and the next one. You learn from your mistakes, right? That's like the, that's like the, the message that's, that's out on the internet saying, hey, learn from your mistakes. But the way that I'm trying to overlap with what I'm talking about right now, it's getting ready for your next opportunity when it arrives, What were you doing to prepare yourself when that opportunity comes again? Let's look at relationships. So um, me and some, some person, we start off with a great relationship 
And then somewhere in the middle, some issue arose and I've never had to deal with that issue before. Right? That zero day, the very first zero day of that, that issue, I try something and it didn't work out. Now I don't have this relationship with this person anymore. And I go, okay, chalk it up to experience, hit the next, hit the next one. I don't know when that same relationship is going to appear again, but it's going to appear again. I'm sure that it will. What am I going to do when it comes there? So in, in between the breakup per se and the next relationship that I see like, oh, that's, this is the same one that happened in the, in the past. That time frame in the middle is, okay, what did I do wrong? Okay, I'm not going to try that again. Or, okay, the thing that I tried wasn't as good as I wanted it to be because even though I had the intention, the way I went about it was not the way, that's not the way you're supposed to do it. So the next one comes up and I go, okay, here you go. Let's try it again. That one turned out better. But what was the distance in between the time? That's the preparation. What am I going to do? Wait for the next relationship that is similar to the past one. And they go, let's start now. You can't do that. You should be preparing for it. You might not know it's coming, but the uh, preparation for it is the same thing as learning from your mistakes. Why, Why have to rush implementing your your wisdom on the next zero day why do you have to start doing it then when it's stressful why don't you do it when it's not happening you're practicing the idea in your mind slivers of it here and there in your present relationships and kind of learning it from there and you spread out the stress so you can't actually feel it And then when the opportunity comes, boom, you've practiced enough to feel confident for that, that instance. You want to be an actor. You want to be an artist. You want to be a dancer. You want to be an MMA fighter. You want to go into the IT industry. You want to join the military. You want to do something completely brand new. I want to learn how to fly an airplane. I want to learn how to do a double, uh, I don't know, some gymnastics move. I I wanted to say like double handspring, backwards handspring. I'm I'm like messing that up, but gymnasts out there, don't, don't burn me too much on that. But I mean, you know what I mean. Slowly over time, opportunity is going to come. Prepare yourself. What are you preparing yourself for? You don't know? That's fine. Pick up a skill. Enjoy doing something now because it's going to help you 3, 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now. And because you've been doing it for that long, when the opportunity arrives, you are already prepared. Stop wasting your time with the distractions that are going on because it's not perfect right now. Start building. You know? Start building. 
I'll end the episode right from here. I'll see you in the next one.